Welcome to the Podcaster's Life, a meta-podcast about the lives and journeys of podcast hosts, creators, and producers. Get your inspiration here from fellow podcasters. Listen to their stories, struggles, and successes. And now, the man dedicated to keeping you recording or finally getting your podcast off the ground, the podcaster's coach, Alexander Lauren. Welcome to the podcaster's life. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for carving this time out of your day to listen to this episode. Matt Sanderson is with me today on today's show. He is one half of the Semi-Intellectual Musing Podcast. I am looking forward to hearing about his show and his story. Before that, I'd like to take a moment and tell you what I do. I'm a certified professional life coach with a membership to the International Coaching Federation, the most world-renowned coaching organization. I help fellow podcasters regain balance in their lives and help them move closer to their goals, goals that will drastically improve their lives. This could involve their podcast or even starting one up. It might have to do with health, career, business, or another part of life. Listener, you and I both know that podcasting is a major part of our lives, so it's not always easy to stay balanced, especially if we're heavily invested in continuing or even starting our podcast. I help my clients figure it all out, overcome the obstacles, and move forward with the life they dream of and deserve. Please visit my website, podcasterscoach.com, for more details about my service and programs. All right. Thank you very much. Excellent. With me today, I have Matt Sanderson from Surrey, BC. He now lives in Ottawa with his wife and three-month-old Violet. He has a podcast called Semi-Intellectual Musing Musings that he co-hosts with Phil, which you heard a couple of weeks ago on The Podcaster's Life. He started the podcast as a way to get back into thinking again after taking a medical leave of absence from his PhD in medical anthropology at Carleton in May 2016. He loves to teach and he finds learning fun. He tutors a bit and volunteers at a language school when he's not out playing golf or with Violet. Matt, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me on. I had your co-host Phil on last week on Tuesday. Did you by chance learn anything new about your co-host and friend from that episode? Well, yeah, I totally did, actually. Um, it was fun to hear him on another show. So first off, thanks for having him on. And also, thanks for all the support you give to Indie Podcast. I just wanted to say that right up front. Um, so yeah, it was really cool to hear Phil on. Um, it was interesting to hear that uh, we lost touch for a couple of years there. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Um, but uh, as you said up front, I took a medical leave of absence from my PhD last year, like in May of 2016. So um, I probably lost touch with a few people uh, during that time in the year leading up to it. So that was interesting. And um, But no, it was just kind of interesting to hear him talk about the dynamics of our podcast uh, to a different person because we, yeah, we geek out on our own podcast quite a bit. Semi-intellectual musings. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah. So um, Phil likes to describe it as going to a campus pub with your friends and notebooks are optional. Um, for me, it's, uh, I don't know, I... I was in university for 16 years, right, including my graduate studies, and wow. I kind of roamed around. And for me, I just, I it sounds really geeky, but I really enjoy learning. I think learning is really fun. So 
For me, the podcast is an opportunity to explore all the topics that maybe I couldn't do in a structured uh, graduate studies program, um, but also have a lot of fun doing it. So uh, the kind of the the origin story of the the uh, the show title was actually me and Phil were right before we hit record on our very first episode. We're like, oh, man, what are we going to call this thing? <laughs> and it just sort of organically popped out. We're like intellectual musings. We're like, no, that's too pretentious. We're like, oh, it's just semi-intellectual musings. S-I-M, it's a good acronym. Boom. And that's how it came about. So um, we put about as much thought into the title as we did to the very first episode. But after that, we uh, we sort of like when it comes to our content and the research, we take that very seriously, but we hope that our delivery is kind of lighthearted. He had mentioned how the podcast was born. And, and if I recall yeah. correctly, he said that you give the story better. So you're up. Okay. Tell, tell okay. us, how was it born? Okay. So it's funny. I was, uh, I've been listening to podcasts for like eight years. Like I'm a, a long time podcast listener. I've always wanted to start one, but um, considering my medical situation, I, I always sort of knew I needed a co-host and um, I was banging around the idea with uh, Phil and also um, this guy, Evan, who's been on our show a couple of times. He's a, uh, someone I was thinking about starting a podcast with too. And then we, Phil and I, we went out to play pool because I was like, okay, I got to tell him that Vi Mel is pregnant and Violet's about to be born in like four months or something. So it was, uh, and uh, yeah, we played pool and I told him and then he just sort of He's like, yeah, I already bought the equipment, Matt. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's great, man. Uh, let's start a podcast together. So um, it was like, it was kind of a surprise. But as soon as we started working together, I'm like, this is the person I should be hosting with. Like, we are kind of um, complementary personalities, I think. Like, our research interests are a little bit different, but they're very similar. And, and I think we just sort of work well together. So it's been really good ever since, yeah. When I listen to you guys, you sound you're, like you're really in sync. You sound like you've been friends in previous lives, actually. Like you really sound good together. You really complement one another. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate that. Um, part of that, it comes from the prep that we do um, beforehand. Uh, Phil does uh, the production and the audio uh, side of things. So I've been trying to kind of double down on the content. Uh, but when we are developing an episode, we always do it together and it's always a collaborative process. And um, yeah, it's it sort of worked well together. Funny story, um, Phil sort of mentioned it, that we worked together a little bit in the Masters. Um, he didn't tell the whole story, but basically we went to the Library and Archives Canada, which is here in Ottawa. It's like our our big, I don't know, I guess giant library and uh, wrote our master's thesis together over like a five week uh, span of going six, seven days a week. It was like blood, sweat, and tears, and uh, that's really what forged our friendship. Yeah, it was going through that sort of insanely collaborative process, and I think that's ultimately why we can do a podcast well together because we've already been through some stuff together. Let's just say there was an early episode I listened to, and it was about uh, concussions and right. your experience with concussions. Even Phil has some experience with concussions. Yeah, I didn't know that actually until we hit record. He was like, I'm like, well, what? <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Now you're taking a, a leave of absence from school. Concussions. Does that have to do with it? Is that? Can you oh, for tell sure. Me more? Yeah. 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 Happy to. And thanks for giving me the opportunity. Actually, it's something I obviously care passionately about. Um, so I got my first concussion when I was 14. 
And I got my 22nd concussion this year. I've had two concussions this year. Um, So like the leave of absence I took in May of 2016 is like, I can always go back, but it's pretty much the permanent leave of absence I need to take uh, during my undergrad. And then once in my master's, I also took uh, a year off each time. So it's been a struggle, man. It's, um, it's daily symptoms. I, I call them symptoms. It's, they range from like headaches, cognitive uh, fatigue, um, balance issues is a real issue for me. Uh, mood, every, like everything that you see these NFL players going through right now, it's that's what I'm facing basically. Yeah. And I and I from what I gathered in that podcast, it's not all sports related. Right? No, in all sorts of different ways. You yeah, can a concussion. Yeah, totally. Um, like I've had so many, like I've had those 22 are the ones that are all documented. And then I've also had like bell ringers, I call them where they're just kind of hits to the head and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I've been in three car accidents. Um, probably seven were sports related. Um, and then a funny one, I was in a mosh pit of the Foo Fighters uh, show and a girl's crowd surfing behind me while I was headbanging, bam, smashed heads with her. So that's a one of my sillier concussions. <laughs> um, I've, I've been the victim of assault twice. Um, we got jumped on St. Patrick's Day in Montreal. Um, I've never really talked about this before. And uh, a girl uh, slapped me in the face outside of my campus pub when I was just trying to intervene into an argument she was having with her friend. I was just like, hey, guys, don't fight. I was walking with my cane, and she's like, F you, you cripple, and just smacked me right in the face. Oh, so, um, so those are kind of the nastier ones. And then you know, we live in Ottawa, so I've slipped on the ice a few times and things like this. So it's uh, any way you can get a concussion, I've got one. <laughs> but uh, I try, obviously, I try to, I try to be upbeat about it. But it's, uh, it's some pretty dark stuff, man. I'll be honest with you. How does this impact your day to day living? And like, and especially like, if you want to record a podcast, do, do you are you putting do you put that off because you're having a, a challenging time? Um. Well. Something I've learned from being somebody with a chronic illness and a chronic Ill- injury and daily symptoms is um, I learned to push through and grit my teeth a lot of the times. But um, yeah, I know podcasting is very intense. Uh, uh, the next day I'm I'm on my backside just sort of recovering. Um, sometimes it's two days of recovery. Um, going up there, it's like 45 minutes each way. But um, as Phil said on the previous show, um, going up there in that wooded and quiet environment is like going to the spa for me in a weird way. And then it's funny with concussions, like the cognitive output, talking, focusing, that'll make me feel worse. But it's also the thing I have to do to stave off long-term neurodegenerative uh, decline. I need to keep thinking. I need to keep my mind active. Um, they always recommend for elderly people to do crossword puzzles. It's the same idea here. So the podcasting is both very painful and also a medicine at the same time. Well, it almost sounds like a double-edged sword because you're doing it, it to help yourself. And while you're helping yourself, it's... You're hurting yourself. Yeah, yeah, totally. And um, it's uh, that's basically, you nailed it, man. Double-edged sword is the nature of this this particular chronic condition. And other people... Uh, with other conditions that are chronic um, could relate to this. That's um, like something that is shared amongst them is that um, you're expected to go out and do something and be a productive member of society, but it hurts. But then if you don't do it, then you're facing like social isolation and depression. 
So it's sort of like this crazy balancing act, I guess is another way of describing it. Do you do you drive any joy from doing the podcast? Oh yeah, no, it's like I'm smiling uh, when I'm going up there and I'm smiling while holding my head when I'm driving home perhaps. Um, Phil has, I'll give him a shout out. He's been like, like unexpectedly very understanding. Like he um, has learned how to accommodate me on the episode. You would never be able to tell because he's so good at the audio editing, but we've learned how to like ride the pause button. And I've learned how to like move away from the mic and pause if, if I'm, I've just completely lost my train of thought. Phil's been really good at um, learning how to ride the edit button and, and um, giving me space to like take pauses during recording. We also take breaks and things like this. And it's given me the ability to find workarounds so that I can record like an hour plus podcast with Phil. Um, another thing that we focus on is the preparation. So in the early episodes, it was a lot more freewheeling. Now we're, he calls it scripted, but I call it structured. Um, and that's actually helpful for me because um, with concussions, it's kind of weird. Like I lose my train of thought, but then my thinking off often races and I can't control like the words that are coming out of my mouth, basically. Um, there's a term for it, but I'll spare you the details. But so being structured and learning how to follow an outline and work with Phil has actually been the thing that makes our podcast possible. Yeah. So thank you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned, you know, you're, you're, you refer to this as a chronic condition. What do you, what advice can you give to people who might be in a similar situation and, and maybe want to start a podcast, but they say to themselves, well, I have this condition. I just can't do it. Yeah. Thanks for um, asking me this question. Cause that's the one takeaway I would love to send out there. Um, as I've been on these Facebook groups, uh, just to promote our own podcast. This, that's how we found you, basically. Um, uh, I've noticed that there are a few people out there with chronic conditions, chronic illnesses, disabilities, differently ab abled, however you want to define it, but people who are in pain. Um, I know that it's socially isolating, and I know that I listen to podcasts before I even started my own as a way of like connecting with the outside world. Um, so my biggest piece of advice, I give it to any able-bodied podcaster, but especially for the differently abled, I encourage you to start a podcast because our stories and our experiences and our voices, they need to be heard. Um, if we don't get out there and make ourselves heard, then we're just going to be cast back in the shadows like we always have been. So that's my little uh, call to action. Yeah, thank you for that. Have you have you learned anything about yourself since you've been doing this podcast with Phil? Yes, um, I've I've gotten better at um, at being careful with my words. I think Phil said the same thing um, when we started. I was like swearing a lot more, but I've noticed that even like in my daily life, I'm not swearing as much, and that's really good for me because I have a three month old, right? And I'm trying to stop that. Yeah, us, us Canadians, we swear a lot. Believe it or not, we're very polite, but we swear a lot. <laughs> um, but no, I've uh, for me, it was the reason I went to university and continued through all these concussions is because I love education. I love learning and I love teaching. So the thing I actually really learned is that um, it's that those things are passions for me because we're doing this for free and I'm having a blast doing it. So um, the thing I learned is that I need to remain in education and I need to keep finding teaching outlets, basically. And, and the podcast is is somewhat of like of a, a thinking therapy, but yeah. for you, yeah. do you do you think yeah. that it, it could be something more than that? Yeah, for sure. I um, 
Another, the main reason I kind of started the podcast, it wasn't for all this therapy stuff. It was actually um, because before I took anthropology, I took archaeology. (laughs) So I have always had to explain what my degrees mean and what I'm studying and what the point of it and why would we even study it. So the real reason I started the podcast was to make the social sciences more publicly recognized because I think the work that's being done in, in the social sciences, arts and humanities is very Um, important and it can help you see the world in a different light. So I think in today's kind of polarized world, um, being able to see things from multiple different perspectives is actually quite powerful. So that's really like the political drive behind our show. Is there something that I should have asked you that I didn't? Uh, No, man. I... I don't even really, this is the thing about concussions, but I don't even remember what I talked about. So I couldn't, you're on the wrong guy to ask that to. Is there something you'd like to ask me that you didn't have a chance to ask me? There's the anthro move where you just took the question around. <laughs> um, well, I, no, I think you've covered it all. It sounds like you do get, you get joy, you get happiness. There's so many positive things about the podcast. I'm making the assumption that they completely outweigh the negative part. Oh yeah, for sure. Like um, my everyday is painful. And if I'm watching TV, going out for a walk, that's just as painful as podcasting. It might be a little more intense, let's be honest. But the thing, actually, one one thing I'll say, uh, something I didn't really expect is the community of indie podcasters, like yourself included, but all those people on the Facebook page, man, they're supportive. Like I didn't expect to have a support group uh, that would just spring up around around the podcast. So that's actually the the interesting thing. And I just wanted to give a shout out to everyone on those, on those boards who are supportive. The podcast community is amazing. It's crazy. Yeah. They, it's a totally amazing community. I hope it never changes. So very supportive. How about the concussion community? Are there podcasts uh, out there about concussion? Are are there podcasts that can, that help others? Yeah. um, One, I'll give a shout out to, I I know there's a couple more, but I've listened to uh, sick boy uh, podcast. It's all one word. Um, And it's kind of like a comedy podcast for the chronically ill. And it's, um, it's made me laugh so many times. I actually recommended it on our own show, uh, semi-intellectual musings uh, before. Um, But sick boy is really good. And then there are Facebook groups, um, maybe five years ago, back before I gave myself a hiatus from Facebook, I was a part of a few uh, groups. Um, I find it challenging to um, hear other people's stories like that intensely, like so many of them, because it. I have a hard time separating it from my own. And I, I'm very, I would say, I'm a very like kind of empathetic person. I feel people's emotions a lot. So I found it kind of difficult to... Um, beyond those boards, but they do exist out there. So if that's something that gives you um, um, positive feelings, then I encourage you to go check it out. There's lots of concussion ones and chronic illness ones as well. So yeah, go check them out. But sick boy for sure. Yeah. All right, Matt, are you ready for the podcasters nerdo challenge? It's funny. This is the thing I'm really kind of nervous about. I love trivia, (laughs) but um, I've only just got into indie podcasts. So we'll see how I do. I hope I don't embarrass myself or offend people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll take a quick break and we'll come right back. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Porter, host of The Entrepreneurial You, the podcast for dedicated and passionate entrepreneurs seeking inspiration. Check me out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Henneke Watkins-Porter, or join me at HennekeWatkinsPorter.com. And now, back to the podcaster's life with Alexander Lorin. All right, Matt, the podcasters nerd out one minute challenge. The object of the game is to answer as many questions as you can in one minute. If you're stuck, just say pass and I'll move on to the next question. If the time is up while I'm reading the last question, I'll give you a chance to answer a pass. We'll add up your score and you'll be competing with the other podcasters for the October 2017 Podcasting Nerd Award. <laughs> Yay! That's so exciting. <laughs> Put it on my mantle that doesn't exist. <laughs> the score to, it's an award that doesn't exist either, so oh, it'll fit perfectly, perfectly. there. Okay. <laughs> the score to beat is 10. It's held by Pavo, oh. the reigning champion. Foot of the mountain. <laughs> the foot of the mountain. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I like awesome. Pavo, man. I found him online. He's a cool guy. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. I've got a whole bunch of questions. Let's see how many you can answer correctly. The clock will begin after I ask you the first question. Are you ready? Yep. True or false? Pod Drop is a Netflix original podcaster comedy series set to be released in mid-2018. I hope it's false. Blackberry, Blueberry, Raspberry, which one is a podcasting hosting service? Blueberry? Who has more podcasts, men or women? Uh, men. Name one Canadian podcast. Maple Syrup Shots. Does RSS stand for Really Simple Syndication? No. Are three podcasts called Tripod? No. On a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate your first published episode? 7. Anchor is the name of a micro-podcasting service. Is it also the name of a beard? No. What's the name of your microphone? Uh, Jennifer. Cliff Ravenscraft or Ronnie Hawkins, which one is a podcaster? I uh, didn't hear the first one, so I'll say Ronnie Hawkins. Time is up. Oh, sorry. Cl Cliff Ravenscraft. <laughs> oh, your, okay. Your, yes. <laughs> Jennifer is the name of you. It is. Jennifer doesn't is... know that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Matt has a microphone named Jennifer. Excellent. <laughs> My wife's about to find that out, too, okay, I guess. Hey, look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Excellent. You are today's champion. You got seven. Really? That's so exciting. <laughs> are you are you are you uh, interviewing anyone else today? <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, actually, I have one one more a little later. You did excellent. You did. You were going right through them. So, what did you get awesome. wrong here? Uh, RSS really does sound for really simple syndication. Oh, and, oh. Uh, learn something new every day. I love that. <laughs> Anchor is the name of a beard. Um, Robert Downey yeah. Jr., I think he, he has that kind of beard. 
Okay. And um, yeah, and and Ronnie Hawkins is um, an old country singer. He's not a podcaster. Yeah, yeah. It's just the name sounded familiar, so I just went with it. I love me some country yeah. music, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I better check. Ronnie Hawkins might have a podcast. I really should never check know this at this out. point. Everyone's got a podcast. <laughs> That's right. Then I'll have to do a recount for the Nerd Award. But anyways, okay. <laughs> so Matt, how can people hear your show, and how can they connect with you? Um, yeah, for sure. So we're on Twitter um, at the underscore S-I-M underscore P-O-D. We're on Facebook at The SimPod, all one word. You can type in semi-intellectual musings with or without a hyphen into any podcatcher or anywhere on the internet. Basically, we're on Google Play, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, or I don't even know. Basically, everywhere you find podcasts, you can find semi-intellectual musings. Excellent. Matt, it was wonderful to have you on. Thanks for, thanks for coming on and sharing your story. Oh, so much fun. And thanks again for giving me the space to share my story. It's, uh, it's, I think, kind of important. So I really do appreciate it. Listener, thank you for downloading or streaming this episode. Matt and I are very grateful that you came to join us today. So please check out Semi-Intellectual Musing and contact Matt or Phil. Please also join my Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash podcasters life. We'll talk about podcasting nerd stuff, also our lives and how podcasting impacts us. Check it all out. Love to hear from you. Thank you very much for your time. Have yourself a wonderful day and goodbye for now. Can you hear this, Matt? Yep. Okay, so this is um, a box. Uh, you've heard this before. I don't have to give you the instructions, do I? Uh, nope, I think I got it. Okay, yeah. So my nine-year-old daughter, she, she wrote all these words down. My wife, she chimed in. Oh, I'm nice. picking one out of the box, and this will be our topic. Green frog. Green frog? Okay. Gotcha. Green frog. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the Green Frog Micro Podcast. This is Alexander. And I'm Matt. And you're listening to the Green, Green Frog, Frog Micro Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Good job, Matt. You know, green frogs, they rock. They are way better than toads. That's true. I really enjoy green frogs. There should be more green frogs, but at least we have this micro podcast. Tell us your thoughts, Matt, on this podcast and green frogs. Well, okay. When it comes to green frogs, I feel like Kermit the Frog is a rather divisive character. I think he is either a love-hate kind of character. But when it comes to the green frog candy with that little white marshmallow underneath, it's like a jelly. I think that is a universal love. Everybody loves that green frog. Yes. You are so knowledgeable about green frogs. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I never had a chance to dissect a frog in uh, biology class, but um, I have had the honor of having frog legs once, and they're not worth it. They taste just like chicken, as the cliche mm. goes, but there's just so little meat on them that I really, I just don't think it's worth it. What are your feelings on frog legs? <laughs> well, I think we should not eat green frog legs. If let's eat chickens or let's eat toads, 
Mm-hmm. I love green frogs. I mean, it's really important to me to see the green frog species live. After all, they make this wonderful noise. Wonderful when noise. When I go fishing, I yes, and I can hear them. Like, do you? Uh, like, I just, I don't know. Kermit the Frog, if he was on the ballot for Prime Minister of Canada, I would certainly check that box instead of Mr. Trudeau. What say you? I don't know if I could vote for Prime Minister the Frog, Kermit the Frog. Uh, I don't know if I could <laughs> hear a 45-minute speech from this guy, um, but I would love to see the First Lady, Miss Piggy, or heck, maybe Miss Piggy runs. I would love to see Miss Piggy come shake up the establishment, you know? <laughs> that would be excellent. That would be very excellent. But I'm not sure that the Canadians would not eat her. They seem to like their back bacon quite uh, fondly. Yeah, pea-meal bacon as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Green frogs. I mean, I've I haven't licked a green frog before. Have you? Uh, I'd rather not disclose that on a public podcast. <laughs> I've had some wild days on the bush in Canada. Come on, you know how it is. <laughs> you know, I could see the hate mail coming already because you know you're supposed to lick the toads. Apparently, I haven't licked them, but oh, I, uh, I can tell that the toad lovers will be all over this podcast. Some guy behind the the LCBO here in Ottawa steered me in the wrong direction. I've been licking frogs for the last six years. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, listen, Matt, let me give you the last word on the Green Frog Micro Podcast. Take it away. I would say do not eat green frogs, but vote Kermit the Frog for Prime Minister so that we can get Miss Piggy in office so she can shake things up. <laughs>